Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like not really switch gears, but like just going back to like how we can support our peers and support each other, like through what's going on right now with all the school closures. Um, and this is gonna relate back to the conversation we had before. Was so like you're you're struggling to to suddenly switch all your courses to be online. Yeah. And like, what kind of struggles April have you faced? Like, no matter what they are, like how big or small you think they are, like. Start at the beginning. Like, what what has your experience been? Like, taking your courses from being face to face to online. Go. Okay. Wow. <laughs> that that the sax asked no me pressure. a lot. Um, well, I remember you talking about even just you were reluctant to have your face on camera. Yeah. Well, I was weirded out when I first started using uh, Office three sixty five, and they you know they showed me how to. I, they showed me. No one showed me. I sort of figured it out. Oh, here's some uh, context. So we're using Microsoft Teams. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, Same and here. Us too. Yeah. Use whatever you like, but you have Microsoft Teams if you want to use it. All the kids are on it already, um, but they largely were just like, do whatever you'd like to deliver online, however you want to do it. They were really open. They didn't. They said um, we didn't even have to deliver online. They could, we yeah. Could, yeah. Yeah. They gave us paper options. They're like, yeah. uh, students can come pick up packages at the school. Um, whatever. So they were literally like anything flies, which yeah. is really nice, which is good. I thought yeah. that was really smart. And and we were talking about like, okay, so the format of making a video online and you're like, well, I don't want just my face floating well, there talking about the notes. I started to do so, a lesson and I thought to myself, when is this normal that they simply stare at my face for 10 <laughs> minutes? At first it was 20 minutes and I'm like, you know, not going to happen. And then I realized, okay, 10 minutes max, because if, you know, when I'm scrolling through YouTube and I want to watch stuff, if it's over five minutes, eh, I'm not interested. So I realized I had to cook it down for, you know, between five and 10 minutes. And I realized no one wants to look at my face solid, you know, for, you know, more than 30 seconds, even naturally you don't do you that. You were one of the, Pete, one of the inspirations for my, for my ripoff Khan Academy videos, my 10 minute masks. Because yeah. you were like, no one wants to see your face for longer than five minutes. No. So then I was like, oh. I hear your voice. <laughs> then long videos where it's just like exactly like Khan Academy, like kind of like just yeah. writing, like on on the whatever the digital software. Yeah. Um, and just my voice. Yeah, uh, and and I kind of did in between because I did want to use the videos to make. Uh, I felt like I needed to maintain a, a connection with my students. So you know, I did want to say hi. I did want them to say to see me but just not a protracted amount of time. So I went, I learned very painfully, I might add, I mean, my first video was 17 takes. Uh, How many hours? <laughs> I can relate to that. How much time did you dump in to the first thing that you did? To getting here, I would yeah. say three solid days of learning. It's embarrassingly a lot. But I think that's the reality. Like, yeah. That's what people and, are going And it wasn't just me learning, it was I had I, I had software failures and hardware fail, failures that I was blaming on myself. I thought, oh, surely I've done something wrong. And because I had no colleagues to connect to, to say, hey, you know, what are you guys doing? Because no one actually knew. I went on persevering on, on this issue that was, in fact, simply my laptop was lousy. And when I, after days, you know, of struggling, I traded in my laptop for a new one and everything functioned perfectly. <laughs> and I'd hear I'd blown off at least eight solid hours. Trying to figure it out. Trying to figure out it wasn't me at all. And I was just a text message away that whole time. I know, but you, I, listen, <laughs> here's the irony of it. Here's the irony of it. I actually reached out and I, I emailed like the top te tech guy and 
he did not call it out. He's like, well, download this and download that. And yeah. I'm like, oh my because friggin' God. Nobody's thinking like, hey, like how old is your hardware? Yeah. Nobody's and it was, it was just someone yeah. in the school uh, actually. Um, who was it? Who was it? Uh, ah, who cares? <laughs> it was Ingrid. <laughs> and sorry. And who, who helps us out with the PLCs in the school. And she's like, you know what? I think it's your laptop. Thank God I went for a second opinion. Or it would have been way more than eight <laughs> hours solid blown. I would have gone off on a wild goose chase again and probably broken the laptop over my knee. So do you think that's like a roadblock? Like imagine you were still teaching face-to-face. You're like, oh, I'm going to try to make some online videos or something. Yeah. You would have given up. Would you have given no, up? No, I wouldn't have given up. Is there but I, I would have been able to solve the problem way faster if, I, okay. if there was a proximity of people I could say, hey, are you having this problem? You're having that problem. I could, you know, compare problems and go, oh, it's not me. They're doing the same thing. It's the, it's the hardware I need to trade out. But that, you know, went from a five-minute problem to just a ridiculous amount of time. Seeing if it was me two or three years ago, and I was just like, oh, I'll just try to make some online videos, um, and I started having issues like that, I would be, I think it'd be a lot, I think it'd be likely that I might be like, oh, you know, maybe I'll do that in a month. And then maybe it doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, well, like, you know, there was a slight, you know, I, I felt, I felt a little bit obliged because I, I had been hearing that so many other teachers are doing, you know, online streaming and I saw Sukhminder across the hall yeah. and he was doing it. I'm like, you know, God, am I, what is wrong with me? He's actually, what? he doesn't know. I unplugged his camera like uh, weeks ago. He's so he thinks he's streaming, you know. <laughs> For me, the bar was set, you know, and I was like, God, surely God, I must be able to do that. But it resulted with in me just banging my head against the wall for a long, long time. But anyway, I figured it out and now it, it's good. And I do, you know, a little FaceTime under a minute and, and then I switch to, uh, you know, showing them applications not focused on me. And so are I, you are you using like what's the format of your of your videos? You you got some some screencasting software? Or? You know what? I am I'm just using I go in Teams and I start a meeting in Teams and then I go to recording it and then I, I start talking to them and then I switch to share desktop view and I do whatever I need to do on the desktop and then hey I try and switch back to my face. I can't seem to do that. I don't know why. <laughs> so they, after after I disappear, they never see me again, and I just talk from behind a screen where my just my static face appears. So I don't know what the heck, but you know that's small potatoes compared to everything else. The show have, April, April, have you tried the whiteboard app side of Teams? It, no, I, I you know that's pretty cool because all this time, I, well, I have played with it a little bit. I've gone on and I see how you can scribble and stuff. Yeah, so that's and the okay. kids can scribble with you. Is that so? Yeah. If, if you can have a big yeah, See, at this point, when I'm doing my classes, I am pre-recording. I'm not expecting anyone to join me. Because, yeah. hey, I want to do it in the morning while my makeup is still good. And my, <laughs> and my students still wake up until two or three. And by then, it's starting to melt. So, you know, I want it, you know, the best baked light. Audible. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, Zoom has a whiteboard and blackboard feature too, um, like for that stuff. And I'm using, I'm actually, I bought a writing pad. Yeah. Like I got it off Amazon. It's like 70 bucks. It's huge. It's like, it's like, I don't know. It's like the size of like a, it's bigger than a writing pad. 
Um, and I and I just hook it up to my computer and I use a smart notebook software. Yeah. And I go to presentation mode and I just use a black background now and I just write. Like I'll nice. have my questions like already pre-made or whatever yeah. I'm going to review. And then I just talk into the mic and write using my stylus. And that, that's what I use for my 10-minute math videos. Well, I know when you first started, I saw you just recording yourself up at the smart board. Yeah. And that was it. You just I still do that. Like okay. that's like my, that's like what I do. Like. That's what I used to do when I taught, like when the kids were here. Yeah. I just had my tripod. I just right. used my cell phone. Yeah. And I would set it up and I would just record. And that was easy. It was easy. Like if you know what, if you're trying to dive into it, like the biggest roadblock is just like, where do you start? Well, I've got to say, I tried to start like he did and it wasn't a win for me because he teaches math. Uh, I found it's way easier to deliver something like math that way. Stage on the stage. Like if I'm yeah. just going to do exposition and that's fine. Like you need exposition. You need yeah. to cover content sometimes. Yeah. And this that's a great 12 pre-calc. It's like, so yeah, you're just going to do exposition 20 minutes. Right. And then, but the idea was put it online so that if you want to see it later or, you know, Demiro goes too fast because he sucks then you can go <laughs> online and like watch that five minute part of the video. Yeah. I think that's a total win. Yeah, and it, and it cost yeah. me nothing. Like, I mean, it would take like half an hour maybe to upload it and do all the descriptions. Well, stuff and you and wouldn't have to do extra stuff outside of what you were, oh, you were simply, you know, recording yeah. your class. So there wasn't all this extraneous activity after hours and the yeah, delivery was there. So I thought yeah. it was great. And you know what? I read that idea and was it Bert, Bergman and Sam's? You know, the, the yeah, guys, the guys. With the flipped classroom model. Like I read yeah. their book like five or six years ago and they, that's what they said. They're like, we literally picked up a video camera because they started in the 1990s. Yeah. Like, and we just recorded our lecture. That's so long ago. Yeah. yeah. They're so like, last century. Right? And here, <laughs> I started doing this in 2019 or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I'm like, okay, I'm doing the same thing these guys are doing in like 1999. Like, but I'm getting there. Like, I'm yeah. doing something different. And then maybe I can flip my class in the future and be like, hey, kids, like, go watch a video at home. And then in class, we'll do some activities for math instead. And I really feel like um, kind of the nice, the silver lining of this all, and like we've, I, we've mentioned this before too, is teachers need to move their practice some way, right? And so whether it's by using Microsoft Teams or, or something like that, by, you, by teachers learning how to use Microsoft Teams, that's going to allow, it's going to provide, you know, a, a space where teachers can put resources for students or, or things like if you're doing a flip classroom, like Microsoft Teams would be amazing because you can just kind of put all of your content there and, and students can go into it and find it easily and they could submit work on there or things like that. So yeah, like I think just kind of the silver lining of this all is teachers have to, to move their practice and um, whether they like it or not, but I think it's probably for the best. Well, I have a kind of a comment to that. Do you guys think that once this is all over, will we just go back to the way it always was? Or is this actually going to be a, a turning point? Are some people just scrambling and, well, I'll learn Skype or use Teams or whatever and have my content and not worry as much about assessment and that, worry more about the learning because we have to right now. And then once this is over, we just go back to desks in a row and, Sage on the stage and all that, like, or is this going to be a turning point? What, what do you guys think of that? I think it's going to like, <laughs> and I don't want to be too bleak. I can easily see many people just being like, Oh, thank God that's over. <laughs> yeah. and, like, and I can go back to what I used to do. Yeah. That's but what I I'm think it's also going to be students 
and teachers, but I, like students are going to be like, hey, but you know what? It was kind of kind of useful when I could connect with you online, or yes. like or like it was kind of useful when you posted that video, and then I could just see it when I wanted to see it. Yeah. And and some teachers are going to be like, huh? And, and you know, so like, I, and you don't even need that many teachers to change. Like, if you got like in our school, what is it? 50, 50 70. 70? Yeah. If you got five people doing it and, mm -hmm. and they make themselves visible. Yeah. And they're just like, hey, like you want help? Like I'll come to your class. And I'll I think it. that's the key. I think, that, I think that you just need those little seeds. Yeah. And hopefully that's what this creates is the people like you, April, like where the little seeds are like, you know what? I did this. It's not that hard. I'll set you up. Yeah. Uh, so people helping people, teachers helping teachers. You, you have to have those, you're right, it's not going to be across the board, but you have to have those people modeling what it looks like for people to go there. Uh, that being like said, I, I, I see uh, we do a lot of accommodations, say, for example, for, for student athletes. Um, often they have to miss last period for hockey and the like. And so I think with these online classes, uh, this is a great way to accommodate them. Uh, by the same token, um, the flipped classroom, even though I do get it in theory, I, I find that problematic for a lot of those same sort of student athletes because uh, they're often, uh, many of my students, our students are so consumed after school with piano lessons and personal workouts and team play that uh, the, the discretionary time after school has evaporated for a lot of students. So uh, I, I like the model, but I don't think it's entirely practical across the board. But how great that there is that option, which I think is ideal. And the equity issues too. Yeah. Like I had an interview with a parent and they live a mile out of Brandon and they're like, our internet costs $200 a month to have wow. a speed that's fast enough yeah. to say watch like videos online. And they have four kids who are doing this all at the same time. Wow. And they're like, there's a fiber optic line outside our house. They're like, yeah, we can hook up at seven grand. <gasps> and then we have to sign like a two or three year con contract where it's like $300 a month. Wow. So it's like, that's to get, I mean, it's fiber optic, but there's no other option. So much for the savings living out of town and avoiding taxes, eh? Yeah. So if they don't get you one way, you're paying another. That's, I didn't know that. Wow. I would love to see school just change totally and be more like a learning center than, than what we have now traditionally. Like it's still geared up for like the, you know, the industrial revolution, getting kids ready to work in factories and stuff. And I think we could be so much more. And I think this could be the, the tipping thing. If you could just come to your class, talk to you a little bit and go home and do the rest of the stuff. Like, you know, we always worry about attendance and, and those type of things. Or I know even my own son, he works best at like two in the morning yeah. and he's working hard in that. And, you know, some kids might have to work or help their family out and that type of a thing. Could it just be a learning center where teachers are more like coaches and mentors and, you know, and helping kids. If a kid doesn't have access, they can come to the learning center and get all the things that they need. But, you know, school would be more a place like, you know, you'd have to, you know, uh, maybe you do phys ed every day where you have to do yoga or work out or whatever. So you're doing a half an hour of physical activity each day. But if you're playing a high uh, a sport like hockey, you get a credit for that because you're keeping uh, fit and that. I know sporting teams, it could just be so much more and teachers could be so much more and you could get more done with students uh, rather than just kind of like spoon feeding them or whatever. If it takes a kid two months to get done a course, Right on, you got that. And, and give them mastery learning. Like when they show that they've mastered it, not just reached the 50, then they yeah. can move on. 
But if it takes a kid two years to get it, let it take two years. Like, uh, just don't like push them forward on that. If a kid can graduate when they're 16 and they know what they're doing, let them. But if it takes a kid longer and they need till they're 20, well, that's fine. Like, I don't know. Like, I just wish we could blow everything up uh, with the traditional way of thinking and and move forward where kids are and their uh, learning path, you know, is kind of what goes main rather than, you know, you're coming into my class and I'm in this little box and you have to learn my way and you have to do everything my way. And that's the only way you're going to succeed. Not every kid learns that way. Some kids do, but you can still have that for them. Um, if a kid wants to travel around the world with their folks, why couldn't they take uh, online classes or, or whatever? Uh, you know, we could be so much more uh, is, is kind of my thoughts on this. And I kind of wish this would be maybe a catalyst for that. Sorry. I could go on, but I'll, I'll stop there. No, that's really good. I think you're right. We, we could do so much more. And this is bringing it all to the forefront. But I, I hear what you're saying, clear, yeah, you know? pardon me, I, I yeah. hear what you're saying, but, um, and, and I, I do like to be able to, you know, accommodate some people, but with this whole COVID crisis, I think it brings to light how enjoyable a lot of the times simultaneous classes are. They miss each other, they want to be together, they want to have discussions with their peers on the topic so, you know, having classes, uh, you know, there's merit in it more than just the you know, isolated process of learning. Uh, it's the camaraderie. Uh, it's the bouncing ideas off people. So, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, as I'm sure you'd agree, that there's, there's room for both. And uh, if more flexibility was built in the system, we could meet needs even better. Well, I even see my own son. He's like, he's in great, well, he's graduated now, which is another thing I was going to ask you guys, because now in Saskatchewan, every student gets a 50 unless they had nothing done before and you yeah. can only uh, go up on it. But uh, my, I see my son and his buddies, uh, they're on discord and uh, they're playing video games, but they're also doing their homework. And, and it's just interesting to see their workflow, uh, you know, that they have online and the way they're talking and they're, they're all at their homes, but they're interacting in that. You're, you, that's what you still need to have a learning center, I think, to have, you know, the the social, uh, you know, aspect because that's really important too. Like, how do we treat each other and how do we do that? But a lot of it's turning to online too, you know. And then that's like what our class is just about on digital citizenship. How does that just become citizenship and what we do in a school or on a job site or whatever, that should also reflect how we do online as well. But yeah, I don't think you can get rid of school in terms of a building. It always has to be a learning center with social interactions, but it could look a lot different and, and, and meet more kids. What about the kid that feels bullied all the time, you know, and they're not getting their, their work done at school because they're worried about getting bullied. This might give that kid the opportunity to succeed and find a, you know, the help that they're looking for and, 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 and go forward, you know, so it can work uh, that way too. You know, if a student has uh, mental health issues, maybe this type of learning might allow them to get the comms they need and that to, to move forward and, and, and that too. So uh, there, yeah, there's a, a, like I said, there's a whole, whole, like uh, we could talk forever. I could <laughs> talk forever on, on that kind of a topic. Well, I think there's one way that this the blended this, model, the this, blended model has blend, the most, most potential. Well, and yeah. this blended model will move forward under one condition. And guess what the condition is? <laughs> that it's cheaper. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. and that's kind of like the deciding factor. It's not going to be if it's better is if it's cheaper. And what 
makes me lead to the next question is, hey, you know, potentially with the, the streaming and flexibility, are we working ourselves out of a job? Now, probably not <laughs> us because we probably have seniority, but are we reducing the numbers of teachers that are required because we, uh, you know, I teach, there's several personal finance classes in my school. Maybe I'm the best teacher of it. Everyone watches my video and we only need two instead of three teachers. You know, maybe we're going there. In fact, isn't that why Ford in Ontario wanted to bring in online classes just shortly as last year? Because it was a cost saving some somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely kind of see what you're saying. Um, I think teachers need to change their practice, right? Like I think right now, majority of teachers are teacher centered majority of our classrooms are teacher centered. And I think what we need to do and kind of what Dean says, um, we need to move towards student centered learning. And I think by moving towards student centered learning and allowing teachers to become facilitators of learning rather than what I like to call the gatekeepers of knowledge. Um, I think we can, in some sense that provides us opportunities still to work with kids in a different maybe not so different aspect, I guess, of what we were doing before for some of us, but um, kind of allows us to kind of keep our jobs in that sense. So I don't well, know. I'd love to facilitate learning, yeah. uh, which I think we all do, uh, mm -hmm. but especially in particular classes like uh, math and English, there are specific outcomes oh, yeah. that have to be met in a confined amount of time. And, uh, at this point with those specific outcomes that have to be met on the report card, it does not lend itself to flexibility in facilitating explorative learning. Mm -hmm. Well, I would love to go on it. We should all use our PD. I want to do a field trip to Finland because everything I read about Finland, it sounds like, you know, they've even almost got rid of classes and stuff and kids are project-based. Every, every teacher in Finland, the teacher has to have like a master's degree. They get paid the same as a doctor and lawyers in Finland. And I hear that you only have a class side of about 12. So just imagine the relationships you can build with if you only had a class side of 12 kids. And, and but you know, and, and Finland always scores well on the PISA tests and stuff yeah. too. I, I would really like to see that because I think you could do so much more with kids if they believe in you and you're learning with them and you're a content expert, but you also show them your level learning too. And, and you can do different things with the kids and, and they're working on practical things rather than like, you know, they have to meet outcomes. Is that just to give something on a test and, and they know it for like, I even talked to my own kid, he does well in school, but he knows how to memorize for the test. And then after you ask him and he might not really re remember like the next week, exactly what that was. So, you know, are these outcomes, is it just doing well on a test? And that means you, you understand it or could it be so much more? Oh, it could always be more for sure. Yeah. Hey, I just got a great idea. PD, <laughs> all of us to Finland. <laughs> That's it. Let's do this. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Actually, our STF has a thing called the McDowell thing where you can do research and that. Bring that Curtis? go to the ISTE yeah. conference. If they yeah, I want to do that too, the ISTE. Yeah. Together again. My budget is like going out right now with all these, these crazy adventures that we're all planning. <laughs> Darn. Yeah. Whatever. Have you guys heard about what they do in Finland? Is that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Curtis, would you agree with that? Yeah. 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 I, that, everything that you said that I've heard also heard that too. Yeah. So 
I think we could be I think we could be even more important right now than ever before, especially when you look at our world, like the kids need that. And, and, and I think teachers could be elevated rather than just be the content knowledge. You could just go, you know, you can just go look on YouTube or anywhere on the Internet. We have as much access to information in the history of humankind. Yeah. So now our job becomes, well, what how do you make sense of that? Like what we're even just talking about in our class. Right. You know, what's fake or what's real? You know, how do you get that? Uh, how do you do that research to know what's going on? All those kind of things. I think it elevates us more to then just like here's a math equation. Like I think, OK, why? Where's that math equation in, in the context? How do you learn that? So, you know, a lot of kids, a lot of times in class will say, I'll never when will I ever use this? But if you can focus on the learning and you can get them to realize that, hey, when I learn this, I can go take these learning strategies to other things. I know where my strengths and weaknesses are a learner and I want to be a lifelong learner and, and move forward is kind of, you know, what, what I think we need more in school. Cause you know, a lot of the jobs that are existing right now for the research won't ex exist in the future. How are we going to make our kids problem solvers? How are they going to be critical thinkers? They have to be able to take on whatever the, the world's going to happen. Like maybe, you know, kids, if they did that, down the road, kids will be figuring out how to make a vaccine for something a lot quicker uh, than we do now, right? So uh, that's kind of why I see why we need to change a, a little bit. You know, it's always the thing like, oh, you can't use your calculator. When won't? What if you don't have a calculator? Now we're all carrying around our phones. We have a calculator everywhere, right? So you know, some of those uh, you know things that you'll never have this before. When will you know? Now it's like, how do you process this? How do you use this? You know, instead of batting the phones, how do you use it to learn? You know, those type of things, because it's not going away. That is very well said. I think you're right, Dean um, and Curtis. Like, this is only bringing to the forefront how teachers need to shift to being facilitators of learning, right? It's like you say, like, everybody's got a calculator in their pocket. Nobody knows how to use it to, um, you know, do something useful, right? Like, use it in useful ways. Um, or use it to solve the problems that they're having or, or affronting. Um, I think that, like this whole school closure thing is only if we do this right, like if teachers do this right, like you can bring to the forefront how important it is to have teachers in rooms and probably more teachers than we have now. But like, like you said, the shift from being the content knowledge person to being the facilitator of learning to, to be the nexus point of like, yeah, what do you want to learn? What do you want to do? Let's make it happen. Let's do it collaboratively. Right. Um, whatever, like you're doing a project, you're doing it individually, you're doing it with other people. Um, you're collaborating with people in Saskatchewan or across the world. Like there's so many amazing opportunities and team building um, things that we can get kids to do. But that's the number one thing I think is important is like kids I, being able to yes. work with other kids. I, I don't think that that's a dispute. I think what the problem is, is we have the, our, our administrators always want to be able, be able rather to have evidence that ah, we've done something. Just, just do it. Just evidence, do it. evidence, just, evidence. Data driven. My, just do it and, and, you know, and ask for forgiveness. Like I've never. And, oh, and, and, and I do, you know that. Yeah, and, and I know you do. Yeah, yeah I, I do. Know, I know you do. I, I don't worry about, you And know, who's ever gotten in trouble? Nobody. Nobody. Exactly. Nobody. Yeah. But you're, there's that, always that. You know, what if someone asks yeah, and how can yeah. I prove that I've, you know, that I've done this and met these outcomes yeah. and well, how ridiculous, like, and, like, and administration doesn't want to take a lot of time figuring out what we're doing. They want, you know, they want to see at a glance. Yeah. And you know, that good. lends themselves to test and I'm not endorsing that, but that's, you know, yeah. 
that's the efficacy of but that. this whole thing is like at least for me is really painted how ridiculous tests are it's trust like, issues, man. It's all about trust. They're so ridiculous. Like, like when I when I when my class did the the YouTube videos and stuff instead of doing uh, tests. Yeah. I was like, okay, so they make a YouTube video. They spend hours making it. Yeah. Right. And like they learn the content anyways. And, and, and like, yeah, they might still forget it in ten or fifteen days, but at least now they have a video of it. Yeah. You know. I and they had, they had a big time. The problem yeah. is wisdom can't be quantified. Yeah, yeah. So who cares? Let's not try to quantify you know, and it. And I, I'm, it's, but our superiors yeah. want some evidence. So because, you know what? They, they want to show that they're doing well. And how can they prove it unless they have numbers? That's the yeah, but They know how to prove it. Then switch to an e-portfolio or something like that. If, Mateo, if all of Mateo's students would put together all the work that they've done and show that in their body of evidence, like that's, to me, that shows more about their learning and the evidence more than a, a test you know I agree, about but again uh for the administrators just knowing from where they come from nah. they can't put that they can't put that into a chart it started to they sound like put that into a pie it started chart. to sound like the matrix or it's like uh the machines are watching us <laughs> uh, yeah but yeah no it's true like provincially like yeah there's the politics of it all and that, that's like a whole other yeah but but that's conversation why. but that yeah. is why oh for sure but you I know. still think teachers yeah. pushing back and just being like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Oh, you should definitely go with your inspiration. Like, figure out your assessment. And you want me to put a grade a on the portfolio? Sorry, Dean, yeah. what were you saying? No, no, that's okay. No, no. no I was just going to say, like, we can put a grade on the portfolio. Be like, yeah, sure. They got 90% on yeah. the portfolio there. That, yeah. that was the test. And you're right. I mean, <laughs> in know? terms of being challenged in, you know, decades, I've almost virtually never been challenged yeah. by my superiors or, or otherwise. So maybe they're on our side. Uh, you know, so <laughs> maybe they don't want to know. <laughs> a part of this, you know, way, the way we're conducting ourselves and worrying about tests is a manifestation of our own fear is not necessarily the reality of our experience. I think it, lots of it comes uh, even above our administrators, right? Like it's 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 right from the top, right? Like that's what our provincial government is looking for, and that's what ultimately Canada is looking for to to compare, right? So, I I, I think. Yeah, like I see exactly what you're saying, but I think it ultimately like our, our principals, they don't make those choices. And so I, I kind of feel like lots of principals are kind of on our side, but I feel like lots of them too are, kind of, they just kind of do what they're told. We're kind of yeah. all masters of the puppet from, or the top is the master of the puppet and we're all the, all the people down below. So. I'm so glad you said that. Like everybody's just sort of doing what they're told and we're all assuming like, I'm sure there's lots of teachers out there. I certainly used to be one like four or five years ago. I was like, well, what happens if I, if, if I don't have, you know, like who's going to come and like yell at me and, and tell me I'm in trouble if I didn't do, didn't do it this way or that way. And then, and then I think like what you said, April, like just after a while, I just realized, well, nobody, nobody's coming. Nobody's coming. <laughs> and, and then, and then you start experimenting and doing like interesting. Yeah. Things. And, and certainly as a, as a experienced, I'll say teacher, I feel quite liberated in, in being confident in, it, in my track record and knowing I haven't had any issues gives me that freedom to you know, say, hey, yeah, let's go here. Let's, let's try this. Where as a younger, newer teacher, I wouldn't have taken those chances. I, would, I was certainly more focused in having evidence of what I've done. And now I'm, I'm much less worried about that. And it's made me a way better teacher. Yeah, you take risks all the time. Like you have that competition where, where I made that trophy for you, the keyboarding trophy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like they, it's a, it's a, it's a competition, right? Yeah. But, but you're using that. 
Yeah, it's, it's instead of doing like a test or something, it's like you turn it into a game. Yeah, and the kids love it. Yeah, yeah. That's but Matteo, I like what you're doing now in terms of you said and nobody sees, but now you're using social media to leverage and to show what you're doing in the classroom. And like, it's great to see like your students recognized by Wakelet and that. Like, how how motivating is that for kids, right? Rather than a yeah. test, like to have that when your kids see that they're going to be like super pumped. And like you say, that's going to cause the next group to say, well, we got to one up them in the that. Class and there's probably no mark with that, right? Yeah. Yeah. What did you say? What, how do I? I said, there's probably no mark with, well, even if there was a mark, I think it's more about they want quality because now they're not just doing the test for you. Now they see that other people are seeing their work. And when they realize there's, there's a bigger audience out there to seeing their work and it's just not, well, let me just do enough. So Mr. DeMero can, uh, you know, give me a grade and, you know, that's my ceiling now that the bar is raised and you can really see what these kids are, are you know, can do. And, and that, I think that's, uh, that's, that's really inspiring. empowering. Most of the yeah. kids just want to be internet famous. They're like, I'm going to make this video. Yes. And, TikTok. Yeah. And like, yeah. and it's true. Yeah. And like we made a rubric together, like how we were going to grade the videos and, and we improved it throughout the course, but like it really just, it, it wasn't even necessary by the end. Cause like most of them were just cranking out some really high quality work. Oh, well, I remember a few years ago, I, uh, to my grade yeah. eights, I said, what do you want to be when, the, when you grow up? And the overwhelming answer, famous. <laughs> it's not a career path, people. But you know what? This sort of activity that Mateo is doing leverages that desire, and you can't deny it. It's real. And I did it by accident. I had no And then the world becomes your classroom too, right? Because other people are going to probably uh, suggest to you or say this was great or whatever. Now you, you can tap into all these things. So I think we need to get out of the classroom and show our stuff and to share and get ideas. Like that's why Twitter has been so cool to me or even our Sask Ed chat that we had last night, you know, just to kind of, uh, you know, share and, and grow our PL and like going back to what we were talking at the, even the beginning of our conversation. I, I think that's a really huge aspect to, to move education forward as well is to be, to be social. And then as everything moves online, we need, like you said, Dean, like the crap detection, right? Like the stuff you did to evaluate like what's good and what isn't and what's real and what's not. And um, especially if they want to be famous. Like your stuff right, where you went through like all the different ways you can um, get stuff online, right? Like you did the Wakelet stuff and, yep. and uh, what else did you? Yeah, but like that's the kind of stuff that teachers need to be doing. And, and if nobody's putting it out there, then, then how are like teachers – who aren't in an education program ever going to learn it or have access to it. Right. Like, so just put your stuff online. Like that was, that was a roadblock I had was like, I was afraid. I'm like, well, my stuff sucks. So like, why would I want to put it online? But then you start doing it and then you start getting feedback and you're like, Oh, like one person found it useful. 10 people found it useful. And then it just snowballs, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Well, we expect kids all the time to come into our class and try new things and have an open mind and take risks. And do we sometimes do as as teachers? Or we should we shouldn't be scared to fail either. If we don't expect, we you know, failure is okay. Like if one person saw it, that's right on. But if you make a mistake or whatever, that's part of learning. And and I think we need to be role models for our students that way as well. Like I think it's kind of hypocritical sometimes. Like you know, do do as I say, not as I do. You know, I find that a lot with sometimes the way our mentality, especially when you look at uh, technology. Well. I'm just not good at technology, so I won't do it. So should a kid be able to come say, you know, Mr. DeMere, I'm not good at math. I just not, do, you know, I just won't do it. Like, you know, where, where's the, 
where's the fairness in that? It's kind of what I struggle with sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, guys, we, we I, I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to wrap it up. I got a meeting <laughs> coming. We've it's been a slice. Yeah, no, <laughs> let's do this again. <laughs>